songs unleashed. G'day everyone, Robbie Turner's my name. Welcome to another session of Axons Unleashed. I'm actually joined today with a good mate of mine. We met each other as a client and I'm really happy to report we've um, sort of maintained comms over the, over the period. We're really good mates now. So I'm joined by Matty Lodden from the Zillow Group down in Canberra. You've specially come up to, from Canberra for this, mate. So welcome to Axons Unleashed. No, thanks, Robbie. Um, yeah, really enjoying the break from the cold. So no, good. it was good, good yeah. opportunity to get away. When I said to the crew, they're like, really? Have they flown up here from Canberra to come to the podcast? I'm like, Caitlin, who works in the office, I'm like, well, Caitlin was down there two weeks ago. She was freezing her ass off. I'm like, it's a spectacular morning here on the Gold Coast. So what did you think literally this morning when you woke up in the in the hotel with Jen and then your little bub? Oh, well, I can't remember the last time I wore thongs. So <laughs> we went for a nice walk down the boardwalk. And How good. Jen's out there at the beach now with the kids, so... I'm yeah. super jealous. Mate, I, did, I didn't get the opportunity to do a posting here to South East Queensland, <laughs> and I know why they call it Bris Vegas yeah. uh, and the like. So, yeah, it is fucking gold living here. Um, just to frame the call, ladies and gents, so, you know, you're going to get lots of gold out of this one. Matt's a ex-army officer, now a veteran, business owner, client of Axon, new dad, all-round superstar, fucking great guy. I just said to him how good the beard looks on you as well, mate, so I know you're in, enjoying that. So, yeah, please listen into this, uh, ladies and gents, because, you know, if you're out already and you want to start your own business or maybe start your own family or you're in right now and you want to transition, like literally, you know, just tell us how long ago did you transition? Not long. No, so I, my last day proper day was um, December, like, 24th, 23rd. So we're talking se- seven months. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty recent. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Can't wait to bloody uh, hear a about your story we literally was just you just walked in the office like four minutes ago i'm like don't talk to me now let's let's have a chat raw and real on the online so uh you know um, i know there's lots um lots changed in your life that i can't sort of wait to hear you know firsthand tell me mate where'd you grow up and why why'd you join the military yeah so i i uh grew up in western sydney um and well i, I originally was born in england but yeah that's Nothing here nor there. How old were you when you came over then? Three. Yeah, right, eh? So I don't have an accent. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I moved here, moved to Western Sydney and grew up there. Uh, went to, you know, public school, um, high school, graduated. And I always wanted to be a pilot growing up. Um, I don't know where the love came from, but I was really interested in mathematics, physics, all those sorts of things, uh, and economics as well. So I had a keen interest in becoming a pilot. Um, did some of the, the, the research and, and or how do I achieve that? And that's where, you know, sort of ADFA and Army and Air Force. So you're talking uh, military pilot? Well, no, so I wanted to be in a pilot and right. I was sort of just like, oh, well, what's the cheapest way to do that? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being um, smart with your money, mate. No, that's right. So yeah. I was like, okay, so how do, how do I achieve that? How, how do I get there and sort of... Took it upon myself to do a lot of research and Qantas and all that. But, um, yeah, that's that's where I was like, okay, uh, I think I'll join Defence and join the Army or join the Air Force. And, yeah, went to, like, DFR and it was from there. So Yeah. Ad for you went through? Well, yeah, so I, well, I first applied and they're like, oh, what maths have you got? And I was like, uh, I've got the, um, you know, the one where you learn about, uh, like, chance and risk and all that bod mass yeah yeah. and they're like that's not good enough and i was like oh man so i had to i actually had to go back to tafe and do two unit advanced mathematics how old were you here so you finished school of course yeah it was like 18 19 so i was working at harvey norman as like a salesman in like my part-time and 
and just going to TAFE just to do maths. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like the other people in the in the TAFE were very interesting. They had their own stories. And I was like, yeah, I'm literally here just so I can join the join the Army or join the Air Force. So yeah, just I'm here for a purpose and that, that's it. Mate, yeah. good on you. That's, it shows an element of, of commitment and sort of focus on what it is you're trying to, you're trying to achieve. Yeah. You went back, no doubt the the same recruiting person you spoke to has yeah. probably moved on, or are they still there? No, it was well. <laughs> actually, it was a very it was it was a very long process because obviously it went for like eighteen months, and I I distinctly remember going through that that process as like a seventeen year old applying, and then they were like, "You got to go back to maths and then come back to us," and I was like, "Okay, happy days." Got the right scores I needed within like six. I think it took like eight months, and then um, yeah, I, w- I went to DFR, went through the process. And like I distinctly, like distinctly remember one story. I distinctly remember the the psychiatrist, psychiatrist, yeah, the psychiatrist interview where they tell you about suitability and, and during your during your session. Is this doing the, the officer selection board sort well, of yeah, thing? Yeah, going through that process. Yeah, yeah. and I just, just distinctly remember like I'm a person who doesn't really like awkward silences. So I'm a person who you know loves to chat about anything. And I remember going to this person's office, and I walk in there, and I sit down, and then the psychiatrist comes in and and sits down, and she's like hey, so um, tell me about this. And I'm like, yep. And then it just was very quiet for a period of time. And I saw like on the wall, I saw this like picture of a lady ice, uh, ice climbing. And I was like, oh, yeah, so do you like to do like that sort of stuff in your own time? Or like I'm really interested in that sort of stuff as well. And I wasn't. And I was just like trying to make chat. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, this is not my office. So I'm just – I was like, oh, okay. And then it was <laughs> super awkward from then on. I was like, there is no way I'm going to get this job. Or uh, I thought, You would have been, been sitting there like this. Yeah, 100%. I was like, oh, God, it's over. It's over before it's even begun. But luckily, yeah, I got the phone call. Hey, um, and I had applied for both Air Force and Army. And they were like, look, we've got a spot for you in the Army. And I was like, yep, sure, happy to take it. Didn't even think about the Were you thinking fork. maybe flying choppers then? Well, I didn't even, like, oh. to be honest, I hadn't really even thought about that far. I was like, I just want to fly. Like, I don't really mind when I fly. And, and so that sent me down a fork, you know, joining the Army. And, and then I had to do the selection board in Tamworth. Um, for two weeks and that was a whole bunch of fun like getting to you know go from no flying experience to flying and and doing a whole bunch of cool stuff in one week and then the selection board for the officer part in the second week yeah was just a lot of fun i really enjoyed it so good on you mate how was that for by the way oh that was good like i don't know how much i can say on this but it was real good (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, plenty of people that i've spoken to and even uh, other other mutual friends of ours it's a joint environment, of course, yep. Army, Navy, Air Force, and you've got mates, mates, guys and girlfriends that you'll now have for the rest of your career that are in other services going, you know, going up through their, oh, through their, their ranks as well. So as opposed to just going through Duntroon, you're just Army specific. You don't have any Air Force or, or Navy mates. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, um, not that I did either, as you know, um, but yeah, certainly I've, I've just noticed speaking to people over the years that going through ad for your span of friends and your network is just so much broader. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I know people now that we talk to, even though I'm out, I talk to people that are in from the Navy, Army, Air Force, who, you know, were around my year, maybe years above or even years below. But yeah, sure. you're definitely right. And ADFA gave me a chance to grow up, I guess, before you go to Duntroon and yes. that's when... Yeah. You know, stuff starts to happen. I was certainly, I, I loved my time down at Duntroon um, as, the, as the leadership instructor. I only got to do it once, but I got to march march the the, uh, the officer cadets over the hill. Oh, yep. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was instructed to say to them that the M in Royal Military College stands for military. This is actually a military organisation. We're going to do military shit, yep. not bloody 
um, pretend to be at university and fucking bonk up in the rooms. So, uh, mate, how how did you find the transition from ADFA into? And certainly, you do do some field exercise in ADFA anyway, but certainly it would have brought in a really sharp focus about right. This is serious shit. I'm now training to be a, a, a lieutenant in the army. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I joined ADFA as a business. Oh, sorry, as a science student. And, like, within two weeks, I was like, no, nah, that's way too intense for me. I'm joining business. <laughs> I want to have fun. <laughs> it's like business or arts. I'm joining business. It was awesome. Like, really learned some good life skills, you know, which came to play later on down the track, buying houses and ex- like all mm. that sort of stuff, mm. understanding the economy. But, um, yeah, like, you know, it was graduation from ADFA, and then it was like, hey, we're going across the hill. And I was like, I remember that walk across, and I was oh, God, like, what have we got? What year are we talking here? Uh, 2012, 13. So right. end of 12, yeah, start of 13. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, any sort of, any um, reflections on, on Duntroon sort of worth worth talking about? Uh, Gr- no, growing, I mean, evolving, I've, learning, graduating. I went back as an instructor. Oh, good. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that was really cool last year. Yep. For the whole year I was an instructor. But yeah, I, I mean, when I first, you know, got there, I had no real idea what I was, like I sort of, I was like a, when you get selected as a pilot, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, you're a pilot. You can, you need to pass and you need to achieve everything you need to, but, you know, whether you need to apply yourself. And that, that's what I probably missed out on is I probably should have really focused on doing, you know, and really enjoying what everybody's putting forward for you. And that's, yeah. like, that's what I saw as an instructor. It's like, it's sort of changed now where everyone seems to apply themselves and I thought that was really cool. Good to hear. As opposed to joining going, oh, I'm going to be a fucking infantry officer. Like, they're right into the tactics oh, and right into the manoeuvre. Yeah. You're almost like, oh... I'm never going to do this shit because I'm going to be a pilot. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'll go do it as a box-ticking exercise. Like, spoiler alert, I'm not a pilot. So that's, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. we haven't got to that part yet. We, um, yeah, which corps did you end up going to? Well, so, no, I, I went to pilot training. Right. Uh, I did uh, like five months there and I really let myself like lapse in terms of a couple of things really early on, which then you get that like surprises th- me about you. You get like a three strikes rule and the rug- I was rugby and all sorts of, I was getting distracted by all sorts down in Tamworth. So, yeah, right. Um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, but it, you know, for every hour of flying you do, you do like eight or nine hours of study at least. And from the beginning, I wasn't ready for that. So I guess I sort of underestimated it and then it really came to, to bite me in, you know, in the butt like yeah. later on. And I think that's a really big life lesson that I've learned. Good. You know, you don't let, let things build up and you try and prepare yourself as best as you can. So Yeah. Um, Over-prepare. Over yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah there's, Just, you know, there's yeah. no harm in doing that. So. Yeah. Mate, very, very humble of you to, to say that. So... Um, Tell us about the circumstances where you knew the flying career just wasn't like there's another Y junction. Yeah, hundred percent. What what are you doing now? I mean, now I'm so far off the track. I'm not Qantas. I'm not any. I'm not not (laughs) army pilot. I'm now like okay, God. So Um, what happens to someone who gets to that point? Well, yes, I I remember sitting in a room and I was I was with a good mate of mine and it was like, hey, you two both, you know, we don't have any more flying hours for you. That is it. Um, you can put in, you know, you redress if you want, but hardly ever gets up. I mean, we still gave it a go. But they, they weren't, weren't even offering you to fly a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. <laughs> no, nah, nothing. Not at all. So, um, yeah, I, I was like, okay. I looked at it and I was like, what core, what job can I do in the Army that will give me the best life skills so that I can get out almost immediately? I was, I was sick. I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to be a part of the organisation. Flying was the only thing I ever wanted to do. Um, and I just thought about it and I was like, I just want to get something that has direct life skills outside 
and give me a job outside and off, off I go. Yeah, right. And we'll, that certainly happened. Spoiler, spoiler alert. We're yeah. going to talk about that. But I mean, it was like eight years. Correct. Difference, right? There was a fair bit of yeah, stuff that happened. So yeah, what, 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 what ended up happening from Tamworth? So it was like engineering was a good one. I applied for, I didn't have an engineering degree, so they didn't. Didn't take me. You're like, like, not more fucking TAFE. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, have to, I'll have to TAFE for six months. I doubt I could do Again. that in six months. But So I chose um, ordinance in logistics. I was like, that's something that, you know, I've spoken to a few people and they were like, yeah, it directly translates to, to roles outside and everyone needs, you know, some sort of logistics practitioner in anywhere you go. So Everyone, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm doing that for 12 months and then I'm out. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, that's it, I'm done. So, yeah, I chose logistics core and... Off I went off to Ipswich up at 9FSB um, yep. as a logistics platoon commander. At a ref base assembly. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I had not... Where's fucking pilots everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you, get, you get reminded of not being a pilot every Thursday as they <laughs> fly over and you can't hear yourself. So I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know? What, what was that like? What, so you're like a, a, new, a new troop commander in um, 9FSB. Yeah. So someone who didn't really pay attention in RMC was like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a pilot, so I don't need to really worry about this stuff. This is never going to you know, happen to me, yeah. yep. to, okay, I rock up on the job and I've now got, like, 35 people and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, okay, yep, now I've got to remember back to, to Matt as a staff cadet, you know, eight months ago, nine months ago, try and pull out all the documentation that I'd filed away and thought I'd never use. So yeah. that was, like, day one, okay, need to go back into, you know, management skills. And, I, and RMC prefers you for that. So Indeed. walked into the job and I loved it, like, enjoyed it, went outfield, I like good times on Talisman mm. Sabre and stuff like that. As an ex-senior NCO that went down the Duntroon as an instructor, clearly one of my key messages to them, Matt, was the most important relationship a young lieutenant's going to have is that with their sergeants. Yeah. How did you get on with sort of people that were obviously much older than you, much more experienced within you, but you you're, you were their boss? Yeah, so I mean, like, and that's the weird, well, not the weird thing, but I guess the unusual thing about logistics where it's not like an infantry platoon where you have – you know, an SNC, one SNCO or one warrant officer, and that's that's your group. So I had, like, two warrant officers and I had, like, three sergeants and a whole bunch of soldiers, you know, working. And I had to quickly learn or rely on them to learn about the technical side in addition to the management side. So I found yeah. it really helpful. They provided a lot of guidance on, hey, this is how supply chain works. This is how our information systems work. All that sort of stuff was really helpful and I... I was someone who would always be found, you know, in the warehouse wandering around trying to figure out, hey, why does that happen or why does that work like that? Mm. Like, I really enjoyed that side of it. When you, you – I spent, I only spent four years as, as a senior NCO, but people spend a lot longer and certainly, therefore, we have young lieutenants come in and out of our life. You know, yeah. obviously, Duntroon. Yeah. Duntroon pumps out a bloody new new lieutenant, you know, every every six months, quite frankly. They go and do their ROBC and then you've got a new, you know, 19, 21-year-old bloody guy or girl on the block and you've got to go through that that, that mentor stage. So, senior NCOs get quite used to doing that. It's just part of the job, I suppose. The ultimate test as far as whether that relationship will be successful or not, though, is a lieutenant's ability or willingness to close their mouth and open their eyes and their ears and listen to the experience being passed to them. Do you feel like you did a good job at that? Uh, at times. Yeah. I probably didn't. I probably was like, you know, I put a line in the sand as like, hey, I'm sick of... St-. And then I also reflect on that later on in my career. I did that as well. It was like, I'm, I've seen a process happen for long enough and I, I totally understand, I totally get, don't be the person that rocks up on day one and starts changing things. Like, let's see how it happens. But after a while, I was like, look, it's just not working this way. Let's change it. And there was still a bit of, 
you know, hey, no, let's not change it. I've seen that done this way before. And I learned from that. Like yeah. you see it fail again, you're like, okay, um, maybe I see why that failed. But yeah, and it's a it's a right of conversely, it's a, it's a right of passage for us that were officers for many years. We change locations and we yeah. go to new places, and we then you know we we're actually charged with going there to improve things. You know, and to be fair, you want to be able to make your mark, put yeah. your stamp on things, leave a leave an organisation in a better position than what it was when when you first got there, which which um, always sort of incorporates. Uh, change, pivots, updating, you know, procedures or, or whatever. And humans fucking hate changes. Yeah, like, especially when you're like, dare I say it, fat, fat, dumb and happy in your role and you know and you've been doing it the same way for a while and then someone comes in and wants to change it, they're like, here we fucking go again. Yeah. So it's, it is a balancing act, mate. So, you know, like I said, I've been on both sides of the fences there. So it's, it's interesting to hear sort of your, your perspective. Um, what's some of the highlights of your military career then, mate? Um, so, I mean, I, training recruits was really fun. Um, I so really you did a year that. down at Kapuka as a as down, platoon commander? Yeah, so that's, Good. That was, that was my third year as a left. That, w- that would have been insightful to go down and right, you've seen the officer production machine and now you go down to see the soldier production machine. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. completely different. I mean, of course. very structured. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got to see a lot of good people graduate from there and, and you know, you run into them and around the, like, around the place. Uh, from there, I then went to um, Special Operations Engineer Regiment as like the QM. So now I'm like the the key loggy or logistician there. So I went from someone with no experience to managing all these different streams, mixed streams of people getting to understand, you know, engineering, intelligence signals, all those sorts of things. So that was that was quite cool to to understand and, and get an exposure there. But the highlight would probably be I deployed from there to Afghanistan mm-hmm. in 2018, um, and my job was working um, within, uh, you know, uh, within the headquarters there of NATO, um, which was joint. So I worked for, like, I was supposed to have a colonel from Romania as a boss, but he wasn't there for the first three months. Right. So I worked for, like, a one-star Italian general and a two-star American general. Cool, awesome. And that was really eye-opening to see different nations doing that sort of stuff. Fuck, talk about life skills. Yeah. Talk about worldly experiences, as yeah. you've mentioned a couple of times. Good on you, mate. Yeah. So my role was like, as as in the, one of the sole Australians in that part of the headquarters there, was to see what the Af- Afghan local population had for their airport and buy equipment to support them to be able to run that airport. So that yeah. was... I was, you know, in Dubai buying ambulances or we were organising, you know, fire trucks from Switzerland or somewhere like that. And wow. Aircraft devices from Ireland. It was like weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I, yeah, learnt a lot. You just would have been just doing things on the fly and literally going to sleep every night going, holy fuck, what a day have I... And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, I'm now prepared for the next one. But you've, like your... Um, exposure to things would have been so, you know, so intense that your learning curve would have just been oh, straight yeah. up like in the Where air. else do you find in an organisation where they just, like, throw you in like that and they're like, all right, off you go, do that. Yeah. yeah. And would you agree, um, whether you absolutely knew what you were doing every day or not, you rock up in that Australian uniform, how's, how's that perceived around the world? Oh, it's like, we're professionals, right? Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, we know you guys work hard and you, you get the job done. So, yeah. like, that was really refreshing to see and that, that reputation. Yeah, yeah, good. Had you started your property journey by then? Uh, so, I came, I think I, I was looking at buying property. Well, so, I ha- actually, I had. Because you came to us with one already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> we, I don't want to mention that one. <laughs> that's, that's all right, man. That's worse than your Gladstone one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's worse. <laughs> well, I've sold it now, so. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, did, we'll, t- we'll take us back to the start. So, you know, um, economics, money management, you know, being smart with your life, worldly experiences. Like, it's a great outlook you've got. When did you also know you're like, fuck, I want to make I want to make some moolah in my life and secure my financial future. I want to get into the property market as well. Yeah, I, yeah. so uh, actually I can see how this is going to end up quite a loop. So I left RMC and I was like, I want to buy a property. I've got this money saved up from RMC. I didn't save anything at Adfa, but... Ad, RMC, yeah. Uh, Mooseheads has all your money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that and this place here, I think. Yeah, right. It's Goldie. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, I want to buy a property. So I was looking at townhouses in um, North Lakes, just, um, just up the road. Yep. And uh, we found, you know, a, a group or online that we sort of went through and we approached and was like, yeah, let's, let's buy a property. And they flew me up here to see two properties and I chose one and I had didn't like I had done a lot of research in terms of how to, you know, set up um, offset loans and how to structure loans and all that. But I probably hadn't done as much research as I needed to in terms of townhouses versus houses, building versus buying, you know, something that's already established. Um, and so I bought a townhouse in North Lakes that was one of like 38. And I was happy with it. Like, yep, cool. Got a tenant in it straight away and away we went. Like it was managed, paid you, that. Set and forget, yep. happy days. Um, and yes. how, how old was it when you bought it? Was it relatively new? It was like two or three years old. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 2014, 14, 15. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, you know, I I just had sort of set it on automatic mode. It wasn't really paying itself off. It was just interest only. It was, you know, something that, uh, and, you know, passive income, like yeah. as the property increases, rent yeah. looks after it, all good. Totally fine. Yeah. And then it got to about 2017, 2018 and hadn't really gone anywhere. Mm. It had actually gone down. Right. Quite a bit. So yeah. I think I bought it for like 375 and it was at like 340 uh, three years later, four years later. So I was like, I'm a bit stuck here. Uh, but I, luckily after the, the deployment, I came back with a bit more money and I was like looking into places and that's when, you, you know, your you know, Axon group popped up. Yeah. And that's, I think I made, I might have even made contact with you whilst I was overseas, but I definitely, as soon as we got back, it was like, hey, how do we get this property journey started? Yeah, that's and I, good. And I want to, and I was very hesitant, obviously, because of course. I hadn't heard from those people ever since I bought from them. That still rings in my ears now. And I've got this little saying, if you, and take this away, um, current or budding business owners if one way to have your clients go and work with someone else is stop communicating with them definitely <laughs> yeah because i'm like what are you doing here you've already got another group you're like i haven't fucking heard from them <laughs> for ages it's in settlement no yeah. not a word yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so i was like okay i, I want to do this properly and i want to you know do a lot of research and i was very hesitant like i remember i was very standoffish i sent a couple of emails i made a couple yeah. of inquiries like yeah. I, I watched some of your videos and then i was like oh okay yeah you know, um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I just try and do it myself. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I, th- I think I'm pretty capable of doing some sort of project management like that. It was very evident to me when we when we first started speaking. I'm like, yeah, you knew what an offset account was. You knew about the different finance structures. You obviously had a economics, you know, viewpoint of of things for sure. It was. I, I really enjoyed coaching you. I, I had the even though we had another another coach, I had the privilege of being your your direct coach. Yeah. And I know we brought um, your girlfriend at the time, Jen, yeah. in, into the play. So she would have been, you know, she was obviously sitting there wondering who's this strange guy Matt's talking to on the internet in the is, this, is, yeah. this, is this a dating <laughs> show or something I'm like no 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 it isn't um 
but mate, to to your credit, you were you were open to learning, and obviously, um, we built trust and we built rapport, and you know, shared in, in information, and you had a chance at you know having a crack at the the Axon journey. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I remember I was like, no, I don't want to include Jen. I don't want to, you know, if anything. Oh, goes that's wrong, right. At I first, yeah, I, I was like, I don't want to. If anything goes wrong, I don't want to be dragging her into it. And then I remember it was like, hey, can the numbers don't work. Well, it was that. And I remember you distinctly saying, hey, are you going to marry this girl or is she going to be part of your life long term? And I was like, yeah. And you're like, well. What are you waiting for? Yeah. This yeah. Is, yeah. Don't be stupid. So. Yeah. We actually got um, Deb, Deb the mortgage broker to crunch the numbers. I just spoke to her on the phone before. Yeah. She knows we're having this call. She absolutely passed on her best regards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd, I said, look, Deb, Matt just wants to sort of do it, do it by himself. Just doing the, doing, <laughs> doing the boy thing. I'm beating, beating my chest if, you can't, if you're not watching on YouTube or Spotify. Um and then when she when she ran the ran the numbers and said, look, it doesn't quite work, but if Jen does come on the loan, you guys are going to kill it. So that was a there was a small little decision point that you guys just had to make, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and hey, Presto, you went and bought you know built built your first first property with us. Yeah. We don't need to name name locations, of course, because that was specific to what what you needed and made it's it, it's done done very well since then. Yeah, it has. It has. Yeah. Yeah. So it's again sitting there looking looking after itself. And we still have the same tenant. Same yeah. Person. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. All right, beautiful. Um, and there's plenty more to go in that in that, that location as well. As you know, it's just a massive, massive project of which it's still very, very much in its in its infancy. Um, when did you? So you, you ended up going back down the Duntroon. How? Um, when did that? So how did that sort of come about? And what what were your what were your um, you no doubt looking forward to going back down there? Because I remember going back to Kapuka as an RI. I was fucking bursting out of my bloody <laughs> skin to go back down there. Practicing yelling. Yeah, practicing yelling. And I got to bloody day three and I couldn't fucking talk. I'm like, I need to find a new way to communicate. Um, no shit. So <laughs> what what were you thinking and feeling about going going back to the you know the college of knowledge so i, I had um i had a posting at forcom headquarters in paddington and yep. i had an amazing apartment right on the the harbor there and i was like oh man this is the life this is like um i don't feel like i'm in army anymore you know this is amazing but when postings came up i was like okay i was thinking about my career long term and i was i was going okay if i need you know if i want to um, get the subunit command that I want, mm-hmm. um, then I'm going to have to, you know, perform very highly in some sort of high-performing role. And so the opportunity came to go to RMC. And I was like, oh, yeah, sounds great. Like, awesome. I, like, I, I remember what it was like way back when, and I was like, oh, okay, as an instructor, it would it'd probably be a lot better as well. So um, that came up and, you know, it's um, – Jen's got uh, – we've, we've both got, like, a large support network in Sydney, so it's just down the road. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. So we, we yep. moved to Canberra yep. and um, I started RMC, yeah, it's January last year, which was in between sort of COVID lockdowns. Oh, right. It would have been too. Yeah, that was, so it would have – your your remembering of how Duntreen was for you and how it actually turned out for you would have been a little bit misaligned. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, like, not only right. has the, the place matured, but also – the ability to work virtually as well was, okay. was very interesting. So, yeah, so January I started there and I was actually supposed to be like the, the package master of admin and um, administration. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's not really a role at RMC. No, but it's not what <laughs> It's important. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay. So, but like day two, they're like, oh, yeah, we need a second class instructor. You're a second class instructor. Boom. So, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I'd been preparing from the handover in December the year before to be the package master PAD UAD. Yeah. Uh, but like everything, it's like last minute, no, you're going outfield, this is what you need to do, you'll have a section and 
And I was like, and then you're probably really thinking, going, "Fuck! I was not listening to this shit when I was a cadet. Now I've got to instruct it." And as you know, Matt, the true test of whether you know something is when you've got to teach it to someone else. Oh, one hundred percent. So like, I I walked into like they they gave like a lecture in the the main theater there, and they're like, "All right, everyone, break off in your syndicate groups. You'll meet your sections, and your section group instructor will be there." And I remember walking into that room, and there was like ten people looking at me, and here I am about to teach something. And I don't, I can't remember what I said, but I think I taught it pretty good. <laughs> but I was just like, well, I don't know where this late, like this knowledge came from. But yeah, like as I, the saying goes, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That was me, very, very much. Did you? Um, it would have been surreal. I was, I was you know, leaning forward and no doubt the cadets would have been hanging off every word you were saying, like because yeah. you remember from being there. You've got a bloody captain. He's got, you know, um, he or she's got many, many more years' experience, and you are aiming and aspiring to be like them one day. Yeah, they would have been hanging off every word, mate. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure from what I know about your personality, you would have been that guy to mentor and lead and teach and groom them because that's as opposed to you know beating them down or bloody belittle them. Certainly give them some energetic feedback to make sure they're doing the right thing. Nothing wrong with that. But I, I am positive that you would have been a great, great instructor for them. Yeah, Do you no. feel like you provided that service to them? I think so, and I, I like so I stayed with second class, then moved through to first class, and saw them graduate. So Good. that was really cool. Yeah, excellent. I'd see that whole group graduate. Yeah, but like yeah, like like I mentioned earlier, it was you know, okay, you're a second class instructor, so I was like, all right, go home, do a lot more reading now, and yeah. something completely different. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was good, and it all came back, and you understood, and and whilst things have changed in the way they learn, or like things that we that, that we were teaching is fundamentally very much similar yeah. to. I remember distinctly. So um, you were down there, and it would have been early last year, and you're like, "Hey, Robbie, me and Jen want to reach out. Like, you know, we're in Canberra now. Can we just like do a refresh coaching session?" Of course, bro. We can jump online whenever you want. I still will tell this story all the time. I'm like, all right, so yep, this is this is your plan. Um, you know, this is what your property that you got with us. That's this is how it's performing right now. You guys are still like, you know, you, I'm like top right hand corner, right? I'm like, yep. How much are you on now, Jen? What are you working? You know, still still double income, no kids. And you went, ah, oh, actually, I'm like, what's up? <clears throat> and I can't remember whether it was you or her. And I still tell this story. You got your phone out and you pointed it towards yeah. the screen, and it was the f- scan. It was a scam from the office. I'm like, fuck me, when did that happen? They're like, just then. <laughs> like, we, we've only, like, in, from what I remember anyway, probably not 100% correct, we've just recently got back in from seeing the ob- obstetrician. I'm, I'm like, who, el- who else have you told? You're like, you. <laughs> You're the first person we've told. So, yeah, I still tell that story now because when I'm, when I'm going through my coaching, I'm like, now, is there anything on your phone you need to show me? <laughs> or do I still do it to this day. So that was a, you know, you guys were pregnant. Yeah. Having, a, having your first child. So, um, obviously that's now been and gone. Like how, how is it being a dad? Oh, it's awesome. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's happened so quickly. I mean, um, Ella's like seven months now. Ella? You know, Ella. Ella. Yep. Yeah. So Lovely. she's rolling and starting to crawl and. How's know, Jen as a mum? Amazing. Oh, no she, doubt. She loves it. She's yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. So. Good. How was she when she went through the pregnancy? Cause she's not, she's not large. She's a very petite young lady. Yeah. How was she? Oh, you, if you ask her, she'll uh, you, you won't like she'll give you an answer, right? And it's it's not pretty. She uh, so obviously being an RMC, you go outfield a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I did that, went outfield a lot, and she was sick through most of it. Oh so, no! Yeah, I distinctly I was like on some top of a feature, like not getting much phone reception, and she's like, "Hey, 
like the car is the insurance paid for, you know, I, I've just been stopped and she's like losing it at me. And I was like, Oh God, this is a bad day. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't, can't hear you. You're not quite here. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, but breaking up. Yeah. But um, now nah, all through it, unfortunately, and, like she was just sick for a lot of it. But oh, I'm sorry to hear I that. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, we got the perfect little one now. So yeah. And she's like, oh, I want more. And I was like, are you sure you want more? Yeah. Like, Part of that conversation, of course, we we're having, we we're like, look, we're down in Canberra. We're going to be here for a few years. Maybe we want to sort of pivot towards using our radio of housing entitlements and buying our own home down there. So that's obviously transpired as well. Yeah. So yeah, a massive congrats from me to you, mate. Thanks. You guys are now living in your own home. You, you've another person that's beat me to the, to the punchline. I'm still not living in my own home yet, but mate, how, how was that sort of, um, you know, experience buying your own home down in Canberra, still being posted as an instructor, etc. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I sort of made the decision that um, I wanted to stay in Canberra because looking forward it was, uh, I'm going to post from Canberra to maybe Sydney, Darwin, Brisbane, Townsville, wherever, two years there, and then if, you know, everything goes to my plan and I'm doing really well, then I'm back in Canberra, mm -hmm. staff college and, and doing that, and then Great. another post in Canberra and then somewhere else. So I was like... Very disruptive looking forward. And I was like, okay, depending on... So I actually tried to apply for um, CTMC, which is like the management mm -hmm. uh, course down there yep. for projects. And they were like, nah, sorry, we're not going to give you a spot. Um, unfortunately, you're not senior enough. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's when I started like looking around and I was like, okay, mapping it forward, let's get a house. And we, like the prices in Canberra just kept going up and up and up. And we just, we were going to auction after auction after auction and... Eventually, we, we landed one and, yeah, managed to use all their entitlements to get it and sold the, the place up in North Lakes but still have the property through you guys. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so, like, used all the entitlements, moved in. I think we moved in on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Yeah. And then the baby was born on the 28th. So right. Three days later, four yep. days later. Yep. Yeah. So, it was <laughs> so Jen, Jen would love doing yeah, that. Jen, Jen was not happy when I was like, oh, we can get this house and we can settle within 30 days because it was the final day of the year before banks close. So if they didn't settle then, then it was like going to be January 7th. Yep. We would have had at best like a week, a one, like a one week year old, like it was all happening. Yeah. I was like, nah, like logistics. Like a brand new, new, brand new baby. Yeah, brand new. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, nah, I'm, logistics, I've got this. Like, let's, <laughs> let's do this. This is my bag. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, all right, as long as you don't have the baby during the day we move in or pack up. I'm Not that she's in control of this, by the way. <laughs> I was like, that's the only risk to my plan here is, and it's a massive risk. But yeah, I was like, anything else, we're good. Like just not that day. So yeah, I was carrying all the boxes. Love it. When did the first little fire in your belly start to really, because you've just explained to me that you've got a budding career going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, multiple other postings that, you know, to get that seniority as a captain, no doubt kicking ass, continuing to perform automatic body selection to go to staff college do you or do your subunit command go to staff college you know on your way to being a bloody lieutenant colonel but if there's a there's another wide junction coming up yeah yeah another fork in the road another yeah massively so just tell it tell us about that because the first time i knew that you were actually um that you'd separated from the military because obviously I, I i linked you in with my network to buy your own home down there and you guys went and did all that which is great um and then i saw on linkedin i'm like Matty Lott, and I'm like, fuck, that's what, what's, what's going on there? So I, I, that had dropped off my right. Not that you need to ring me and go, hey, Robbie, I've got an update for you. But yeah, I'm really interested to hear. And I know lots of other listeners out there are no doubt thinking, going, I'm going to get out one day and I might, you know, they might want to start their own fucking lawn mowing business in Townsville or whatever. It's irrelevant what you're doing, but it's all about 
the fire in the in the heart, and then what actually happened, you know, through the through the um, mechanics of getting it started. Yeah. No, I mean, I had done a little bit of project work at um, my posting in Sydney. I'd been exposed to projects and working, and I really enjoyed, you know, providing that new capability or and you know that process. Um, to providing capability for someone, you know, in this instance was Army and, and for Forces Command. Um, so I, you know, kept, I studied like a Master's of Logistics Management, but majoring in projects, you know, on the side. Um, and I was like, you know, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy this. So when I was told no at CTMC, that's when I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit. And then it sort of drew on my mind and, you know, the, the baby was coming. We bought a house. I was like, okay, let's, let's start to really make the decision what am I going to do and two of my really good friends who were both actually you know my the directors of the company as well that I worked for they um they were out or, or getting out and they had you know they had lots of experience transitioning and they were like it's not so bad on the outside you know it's a pretty safe jump to what they're doing and you know consulting and contracting and they were working for a project management company um, and they really enjoyed it and just talking to them more and more really convinced me, hey, this is probably what I want to do. So, you know, six months beforehand, I started looking around at what courses I need to do and, and Defence, you know, they, they provide some of that funding um, as part of the transition assistance yep. um, to do some CTAS, of those. CTAS, is it still called? I think Career so, yeah. Transitions Assistance Scheme? Yeah, that's yep. right, yeah. And Get so four or five grand to go do a course? Yeah. Something, yep. So I was able to do two courses out of that. Great. And that was really helpful. I got to know people in the course, understand a bit of the industry I wanted to go into. And then, yeah, I, like these guys were like, actually, we want to start our own business. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. I was like, I don't know much about that, but I want to hear more. Mm. Um, and so we talked about it, talked about it, and then they, they had started, or one of them had started. And so they began planning and began, you know, the background. We hadn't launched. It was just literally on paper. Mm -hmm. uh, business name, Xyla Group. Um, you know, an idea, develop the vision of what we wanted to do, provide, you know, professional services, um, you know, to government uh, primarily. And I, I then took maternity leave from defence and, like, had submitted my transition paperwork. And I was just... How was that received, by the way? Because that would have... Yeah. Who, who was your... I uh, don't know any no names, but your um, SI first class, I suppose, would have been going, what the fuck? Yeah, so I told the previous... Um, previous year, I yeah. told them that, hey, this is my intention. Gave them probably a warning because that's the fair thing to do. It is. Um, but uh, unfortunately, it was a new one that posted in and, and they, you know, they, they were a bit like, oh, man, like, when we're a bit short on people already. And I felt, <laughs> you know, I felt really bad, but I was like, mm. look, at some point, you just got to do what you want to do for yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, so I spent most of my maternity leave writing policy, <laughs> which wasn't very well received by Jen, but it was like <laughs> writing policy, visions, you know, templates, all these things that I had for really, Zilla Group, yeah, for Zilla right. Group, yeah, Zilla so, Group. Sorry. So something that I hadn't really considered as a business owner that I'd need to do because you know one thing we we really pride ourselves on is setting up that really good foundation, and then it doesn't matter how big or small we are, it's always going to be you know quite good and professional. And Tell me, you would have no doubt written opords and policies and procedures and stuff in the military. What was it like when you were putting emotional energy and thought and passion into something that was going to be yours easy yeah so like like here i am find your passion make it your profession you're never fucking working yeah here and I how am good is on, it i was like a man on maternity leave i could have just sat by the beach not that there is one in canberra yeah i, know, I get it but, <laughs> but i could have just sat there and, and done not a lot i mean I, 
probably should have helped Jen out a bit more with the baby, but she loved it. And <laughs> I can't wait for I her was, to listen to I this. I was just loving, I was just, you know, love, I was like, what else do, you, like, do we need to do? What else do we need to do? Let's, so I began to like, we started setting up websites, we started setting up LinkedIn, all those sorts of things to, you know, get a business off the ground. And then, you know, in the background, I was also applying for jobs um, and I was lucky enough, like we sum- submitted my CV to a whole bunch of places and, you know, or one day they were like, I got a call from um, Kaz G and they were like, when can you start? I was like, what do you mean? And like, when can you start? I was like, is there no job interview? Or they're like, nah, all good. Nah, like, yeah, we're, ex, we're, ex, ex-army officer. We're ha- happy with your resume? I was like, yeah. oh my God, like, okay, yep, two weeks. And they're like, sure, see you on the 27th or the, I think it was the 10th of March in the end. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, oh God, here we go. Like, it's like, you know, the business, whilst, you know, it's very daunting starting a business, it was because it was just me and, you know, Matt Rosenthal, the other director, it was just like, you know, it, there's no real outside, you don't need to worry about how people think of your business or because we haven't put that out there yet. Mm. And so I was ha- like, I, I hadn't really thought about I'm not an army officer anymore because I felt like I was on holidays because I was really enjoying what I was doing. And then 10th of March, I was like, oh God, like, what do I do? So Kaz G contacted you guys to, to contract you to start them providing services. Yeah. Fuck, that's good. Yeah. That's like getting a fish the first time you go fishing. Well, yeah. So I, I had submitted my CV to, to them and they were like, yep, you're like all good to start. And I was like, okay. So yeah, like 9th of March, like, well, actually like the week before I'm at MJ Bale buying suits and <laughs> I was like, oh God. I need the money step up yeah, here. I was like, I, you know, it's, I can't just wear the same thing to work every day. It's a bit different. Yeah. And then, yeah. I we just, do. Yeah, yeah, jealous. Makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, tenth of March, it was like bang, where you go? Good and on you. Up and yeah. And so I started as you know a I'm a like a, a logistics sustainment manager in Casg at the moment, um, contracting there, and you know, really enjoy that work and really enjoy working. In that How many place. other uniformed people around you? Not many, right? Not many at all. So it's a lot of APS public servants so um you know getting used to working with them because i hadn't worked with a lot of them before um, but it's great like really professional um and then yeah it's weird when you see other service people in the office and you're like oh man oh when when are you posting next you know like it's like yes i'm here so mate um from me to you it takes quite a few it's it's probably a bit weird for me because i as you experienced I talk to defence members all day, every day. Yeah. I feel like I'm still in. I feel like I'm just a visiting lecturer that's come along and just giving a talk about something which is relevant to their life anyway. Yeah. ADF Housing Entitlements, Wealth Creation. Um, and and as, as I did with you know Jen and yourself, it's not just about property. You've got to talk about what's happening in your life. You're doing family planning. You're doing career management. Like, you know, you, you, sometimes I'm a bloody marriage counsellor. Sometimes yeah. I'm a padre. Uh, and obviously then we put a property plan in place as well. So it's... A, it's um, it can't just be about buying property. You've got to sink in all the other things that are going in, in your life. But I'm so proud of you, man, that you've been able to transition out. But So you probably feel like you're still in for many months to come. Yeah. That's that's my advice to you. And and because you are contracting back to defence, that feeling like you've – it's like you've got a intangible tentacle cord, yeah. or dare I say umbilical cord <laughs> with a newborn, um, back to defence. So, yeah, I, I, I get a sense you'll probably um, have that feeling of still being in uniform-ish for quite a while to come. Yeah, the, the, the safety net was definitely there because, you know, it's still the defence network, the same language that you're speaking. And then I actually felt like I knew a lot more than the people in my office because they were, you know, they worked for APS. They didn't really 
aware of all of the organization of army that I was, you know, privileged to work in. But yeah, gold. Mate, th- there's there's a lot to be said about being familiar and having that little uh, element of um, relatability. Yeah. It just makes it easier that you can rock up. You just I, – I – because as you know, my background, I got, I got out and I went and joined for another firm and we were sort of talking to defence members. I've been talking to defence members since the day I got out. I, I, don't, even, I would, don't even know what life would be like just totally cutting that umbilical cord and going work in another sector oh, yeah. that didn't have the same acronyms and uh, language and vernacular and stuff that we sort of talk about. It's just, it's so natural to me. Yeah. But fuck, when you join at 17 and get out at 41, like there's a few years of indoctrination a few years yeah. of brainwashing that's you know it's, it's probably going to take another 10 years to it to leave me and it may not ever do that because we're you know we're still you know we're very much involved in organizations like soldier on and we you know give thousands of dollars back to veteran charities so it's like we're we're that's who i am yeah like the military and the veteran organization and, and i really really hope that you guys continue to be able to contract back to defense because you know the you as a young person the defense gave you a lot of skills and a lot of leg up and a lot of opportunity to now go and sp- spread your wings oh no definitely and, and we recognize that like we're at seven now looking into wow like good eight on or, you eight or nine yeah and i mean we what's great is we're meeting people from outside of defense who want to work for us or work with us who are like happy to work in defense so it's, it's quite interesting because we have to now teach people, hey, these are like the terms and this is how people speak and helping them in their journey. So, you know, like Department of Education, other like areas like that where people are approaching us like, hey, we, we recognise what you're trying to do and we want to be a part of it. So, mm. One other bit of advice I'd pass on to you, mate. Um, maybe you can, you can consider it with Matt, did you say the other guy? Yep. Yeah. Is get some business coaching. You know how you guys came to me for property coaching, yep. and the way that we did it was vastly different to the way that someone else did it. There is, it's a, it's. I've documented this a lot, haven't I, Noah? On on the other podcast, um, Noah's our little executive producer sitting here in the background. Um, getting some business coaching or having business coaching and being directed and guided and mentored and uh, an awareness of what the sort of best best practices are around sales, marketing, HR you know, et cetera, et cetera, accounts is absolutely vital. As you grow, you're definitely going to need to do yeah. some. So just find somewhere in your budget to get some business coaching and I'm more than happy to pass on some of the details of the of the folks we use down in Sydney, which means we can catch up even more yeah. frequently. Because um, even when we caught up down in Sydney about two years ago, I was yeah. down there on one of our business coaching things when we had a nice, you know, dinner and stuff together. So, mate, yeah, definitely if you want to, like you've already been humble enough to put your hand in the air and say, I want to do property correctly this time. Now that you've got all of your chips in life on the table, that's what happens when you're a business owner. Yeah. You can't ring your boss and go, fucking take a few days sick leave because then you're not making any no, money. Right, like right. if you're not working the business, not making money. So, um, yeah, definitely try and get some business coaching under your belt because there's a shit hint about business that I still don't know and I've been in business now for five and a half years. And you know that you know. Remember that little sign we all used to walk under at Duntru. Ne- never stop learning. Guess what? You know you're you're in the game now. We should be learning. We should be always learning in all ways. Yeah. No, I completely. Have a think about that. Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking crazy one, isn't it? Um, tell me about the name, mate. Where'd that come from? So that's actually so um, a mixture of the directors of the company. Right. Yeah. But um, so yeah, Zyla Group. You know, nine people, professional services company. Um, we are 
we, we when, you, when you say that, what does that mean? Like so just explain to me what you actually do. Yeah, so we're, we're looking at hiring anybody really with qualifications or even if you don't, it's, it's sort of we're trying to assist defence, assist government um, in fulfilling, you know, their needs. So we find people who are suitable, you know, maturity, qualifications-wise and put them in, in roles like project Is management. it like a recruitment firm? Uh, no, so no. we hire them permanently. Right. Yeah, and so it's for like project management, project support, um, logistics um, managers and logistics practice practitioners okay. primarily. Yeah, gold. Yeah, so they, they're providing, you know, a capability to defence, pr- capability to all government organisations. Yeah. Um, but we will hire we hire them, you know, permanent employees and we're trying to build a, a really, you know, big, good culture like something like you've got here, right? Where you know it's something you know everyone's continuously learning, continuously building, um, and yeah, that's that's something that we're really and I mean one thing that one of the the owners or the founders learnt was you know not everyone is is remunerated you know appropriately when they leave defence. Sure. Right. It's quite hard, and that's one of the things when you leave is what do I ask for, or what what do I want, or what what's what am I worth? Because there's a package. Yeah. Right? right. When you've got reduced rent. When you've got free medical, two things that spring to mind straight away. In the real world, brother, as you are now experiencing, you got to pay for that shit. Oh, private health insurance. I was like, what? How the yeah. hell does that work? Yeah, I, I walked up to my GP with my Medicare card and my private health insurance card. I was like, hey, which one do you take? They're like, oh, you got a gap. I'm yeah, like, what correct. Is that like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is a really unusual thing to you know go through. And please don't make my mistake. I was like, oh, I'll get the bloody private stuff sorted out. About 150 days after I got out is when I got my private healthcare insurance. And I've now got a lifetime loading on my fucking Medicare because I wasn't on private healthcare. And I was of a, of a certain age, etc. So, yeah, there's, you just don't know what you don't know, no. mate. When you join so young like you and I did, you, you know, I was still on my mum's Medicare card. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens. So that, that's what we're priding ourselves on doing down in Canberra is, is we meet with everybody and anybody who reaches out, you know, whether they want to position with us or whether they're just looking at transitioning, we're happy to talk to them, tell them about our experiences like this um, and help them with, you know, CVs or resume writing, reading job descriptions that they might receive from somebody, Gold. finding positions. Yeah, that's – so we, like, join Soldier On to do part of that. Um, you know, we really just are fortunate that, you know, it really worked for myself, Matt and Jake, who's the other partner, um, that we were able to transition successfully and, you know, enjoy ourselves and find something we really love. So yeah. we're happy to pass that on. Gold, mate. Love it. Um, what's it like being a civvy? Does it – you probably don't really feel like it yet, do you? No, I mean, like you were saying, like you yeah. talk to defence people all the time, and I'm I find myself busier than I ever was. But right, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like, Has Jen noticed a change in you? If she was sitting here now, does she know that Mister Mister Matt, as opposed to Captain Matt, are two different people? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's yeah, good. I would say so. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you go back and tell yourself, mate? If you were to, if you were to go, you haven't really been in business long enough. What would you go back and tell the young person that's just been just started? Let's go ADFA. Yeah. What would you go back and tell well, Matt? It's such an interesting thing, right? Because I mean, if I hadn't have failed pilot training, if I hadn't have done like so and so, all the whys that we've spoken about. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, I could tell myself like I think just really apply yourself in everything you do. Love I think. it. And yeah, it'll just take you wherever you need, like it leads you really. But. Yeah. One thing I do know, mate, is that someone of your personality, someone of your drive, someone of your skills and someone of your outlook, I'm telling you from me to you, mate, the world is at your feet. Mm. You are going to Thank achieve you. so many great things in life. And I, and I really, really wish you the best of luck. Like it's, it's a, 
to find a niche market and something you're very, very good at. Like the little icky guy says, find out what you're good at, find out what the world needs, find out what you can be paid for. Yeah. When you get like like those three things, like and obviously find out find something that, that that you enjoy. When you nail down all those things, life becomes fucking great. I loved my time in the military. But now when I'm living my best life. Yeah. And I know you've got that coming your way, mate. I no. can't wait to see your your story evolve. Thank you for sharing your story here on Axons Unleashed, Matty. Thank you so Thank much. You. We're now going to go and have a bloody beer and a wine and you know overlook the water here on the bloody Gold Coast. Um, yeah, I hope you got something from that, ladies and gents. That was a bloody cracking episode. It's funny, hey, 50 minutes goes real quick. Yeah, so quick. See you later, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.